Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Adventure awaits around every corner at Jungle Expedition, a new immersive area at King's Dominion. Embark on a journey of mythic sights and sounds as you make your way towards Tumbili, the all-new 4D spin coaster. Buckle into unique free-spinning seats and tumble through the jungle. By the end of this whirling ride, you'll be head over heels, literally. Plan your visit to Tumbili and Jungle Expedition at kingsdominion.com. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And corner to corner is live. Five, four, three. What's up, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live at c2cradioshow.com, spreaker.com, slash user, slash corner to corner, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and all points in between. It is officially a sad time in professional wrestling. I wasn't going to go a, a bad direction there, but I wanted to make sure I acknowledged it right off the bat. Um, news just broke uh, 15, 15, 20 minutes ago um, that Scott Hall, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, um, has passed away. He had complications from hip replacement surgery in the process of this surgery he had three heart attacks um, and was placed on life support kevin nash would report this morning early early this morning about two three o'clock this morning um that the decision was made to get the family in place and then to remove him from life support but true to form for scott hall he fought for hours um actually four hours might be the quote there for a good amount of time um, on his own and unfortunately did ultimately succumb to complications. But uh, not that we like to bring bad news, but it is confirmed. So myself, Stan Grubb, my tag partners, Brian, he Brian Taylor, Rob Hefner, we uh, are going to do our best to pay our respects to the bad guy tonight. Yes. Oh, I, I thought we were just getting the, the bell. Yep, that's what I was going to start us off with. We'll start with the 10-bell salute, and uh, when we come out of that, we'll talk about maybe some, some memories of Scott Hall. There's a bunch of them. So for our, our fallen fallen hero and legend in the industry, Scott Hall, here is our 10-bell uh, salute. 
course, our, our thoughts and our prayers, our condolences go to all of Scott Hall's friends and family uh, in a very, very difficult time for them. You talk about a guy who just overcame insurmountable odds time in and time and again. Uh, from an early part of his career to the, in AWA, coming out of Minnesota as the is it American Coyote, then Magnum Scott Hall, Coyote Starship, um, the Diamond Stud, ultimately becoming probably his most famous as Razor Ramon, and then firing off into the stratosphere as the one of the founding members of the New World Order as just Scott Hall. This is um, someone who battled demons and battled addiction, beat his demons, beat addiction, with the help of his close friend Diamond Dallas Page. Um, you know, there's a million different matches and promos that you could pinpoint, but if we could, guys, maybe we can just pick out a few um, and just kind of talk about them just to to put some memories out there in the ether. Um, Brian, what was something about Scott Hall that separated him from the rest of the pack to you? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know about separating. I mean, I have plenty, plenty of memories, but um, so separating. Um, the way he was able to change and adapt, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So from where he started with the the curly hair to to Razor to then uh, Scott Hall, um, and the, just. Uh, I guess get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he didn't uh, devolve as a character. He evolved every every chance he got. Um, so, I, you know, it's definitely uh, something that will stick with me. Mm-hmm. You know, he... he he changed and he, he made the most of uh what he what he had um and uh you know again just got better as he went one of those guys it was a, a standout pretty well everywhere he went um creativity was a huge huge part of his career and a lot of guys in WCW especially during the times of the Diamond Stud and Oz and the Master Blasters. Um, a, a, a lot of guys in that time gave up, you know, and just settled for whatever they had and, and ultimately moved on into the indies and, and just used what they had garnered as a, a temporary highlight reel kind of moment. But Scott Hall would take what he did with the Diamond Stud and parlayed it into, again, one of the most memorable runs in – the 90s as Razor Ramon. Um, Brian, the original question, though, what what are some of your your fondest uh, Scott Hall memories? That wasn't the original question. 
Well, I, I, I kind of surprised you with the initial. So the question I, that I should have not led with, I guess. <laughs> so what is it? What is it that you would call uh, your like your fondest memories of Scott Hall? Uh, so I guess the two that really stick out is the latter match with Shawn Michaels. And then, um, you know, hop in the guardrail, right? Who can forget that one? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are others, but I, I would probably put those as the two, um, for me that just, uh, I mean, you know, if, if a young kid wants to watch how, how it's supposed to be done, you know, uh, somebody new in the wrestling business, you can watch the, the ladder match, um, intercontinental versus intercontinental. If I remember right, mm-hmm. wasn't it? WrestleMania 10. And, and then they did it again at SummerSlam 94. And then if you just want to see somebody completely like become larger than life and make a splash, it's Scott Hall jumping the guardrail in WCW. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the coolest things was seeing him accept that he was going to stand out by whatever he did, not whatever people wanted him to do. And that was the coolest part is seeing him take Razor Ramon, take the Diamond Stud, and and continue to transform it using the the ties to Scarface to Tony Montana, or Montana, Montana, right? Somebody help me out. Uh, sure, <laughs> Montana. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think. I, I mean, uh, sure. <laughs> um, Kill me. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. But. Uh, just being able to to move that into something that stayed relevant, um, and that's not easy to do, especially in the ever-changing world of, of professional wrestling. Rob, you've seen Scott Hall from all plateaus. You remember him as Magnum Scott Hall and uh, American Starship and Starship Coyote and all of that. What uh, What did you think of Scott Hall when you first saw him? And then the obvious question of what are some of your fondest Scott Hall memories? Well, I mean, I thought, you know, when we saw him, he always had that spark, you know, that when he's in the ring, you paid attention to him. Um, he always had that, you know, whatever his po- opponent was doing, he took it up one other notch. Um, he was just that bright personality in AWA, but he was also a beast, you know. He'd get in the ring and he'd handle business and he'd do it with a smile. Mm-hmm. And I'll be one of the first, I'll, I'll honestly admit that as a person who watched him as Razor Ramon, you know, and I'm sorry, I think one of the most iconic catch lines in pro wrestling history is going to be, hey, yo, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, everybody knew what was coming after that. And I never even connected the two. For, for a while you know so that I mean I don't know if that just means I was out of it but he had done such a job transforming himself into the character Razor Ramon and he didn't look anything like Magnum Scott Hall 
that he used to be, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, and then going to, to be Scott Hall at the end of his in-ring career, you know, with the outsiders and, and all that, I would argue that, like Brian said, him coming across the, the him crossing the railing or him when they pan the audience. I think it was more of a moment of him being in the audience than Kevin Nash. Because I feel like, yes, Kevin Nash was a world champion, had been, but I don't really ever think they ever really used Diesel for what he could have been, you know? So when you had Razor Ramon, the guy who had the ladder matches, who did that, this and that, had iconic matches with everybody, all of a sudden sitting in the the, the audience was like, whoa, shit. Um, but, and as you said, he battled his demons and in his later years had done what he could to be out in front of it and say, you know what? He didn't hide from it. You know, there's those people that have those moments and have those demons. And then they're like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, but he was, he was there. Um, DDP and others saved his life and and in the days to come we'll find out why the heart attacks you know like what was all the what caused most of it um, but thoughts and prayers to everybody around because it's obviously you know being a wrestling fan as long as and being in, involved as much as we have been in wrestling for all these years it's never easy to lose someone, especially it's not that old, you know, like yeah. in the, in the scheme of wrestling people that we're used to, you know, you got Ric Flair dancing with 27 year old women with Hulk Hogan sitting on the stool beside him going, yeah, you know, like <laughs> those old bastards, but no, um, some of my favorite matches, uh, Razor and Bret Hart. Um, his Shawn Michaels matches were iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say one of his Kyle Hall matches that was iconic, I think it was the the Bass at the Beach where Hogan, Hogan you know, because they played it off as we've got somebody coming. We've got somebody coming. But it was his acting ability that took it over the edge i think you know the the ability to convey a story in pro wrestling you know back in the 80s and 90s versus now is is supremely different you know in the 80s you had a very protected environment and in the 90s the early part of the 90s it was relatively protected but as we got closer and closer to the age of the internet suddenly everybody had access. Suddenly everybody knew what was happening. So it was even more difficult to keep things quiet. And 96, I mean, 96 is that time where the internet just starts to kind of bust open as far as like America Online and Prodigy, CompuServe, all the different providers and bulletin boards where the uh, the Meltzerites really start going into the Meltzer, <laughs> the Meltzer boards, to the message boards um, and spreading rumors and conjecture. So when Scott Hall shows up that Monday night, 
it was oh, oh holy shit is this is Razor Ramon on WCW because only certain people could access the 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 data as far as yeah he's actually a free agent or no he's not it's very similar to what it's like now in that regard because you yes you know who's been fired yes you know who's a free agent but you don't really know but i would i would argue that in that day it was more of an oh my god moment mhm definitely because we all three will admit that we would watch monday night monday nitro waiting for who's going to be the next person that we see. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code Capital 200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. And being disappointed, you know, when the likes of Buff Bagwell were put in, you know, or some like, oh, come on. Right, right. You know, because we're all like, it's going to be, it's going to be this person. It's going to be that person. And I mean, I would say today, we all know who's a free agent and we all know who's going to show up. I will say AEW does a better job of kind of, Not necessarily hiding it, but, you know, as long as Tony's not standing there with the contract with the person's name on it, <laughs> you know? Oops. <laughs> My bad. They do it in a, in a more clever sense, like that that uh, level of concealment. You know what I mean? They don't they right. don't play they don't play it up to the point where, like, we're all stupid. You'll never guess who's going to be here, but they do it in a way that keeps you well, I think it might be this guy, but I'm still going to tune in just to make sure. So, yeah, I, I see your point there. I, and it's it's cool because it's guys like Hall, Nash, and you, you mentioned Bash of the Beach, Hulk Hogan, that kind of set that stage for that, that unexpected behavior. Because you really didn't get that very often. I, I, would, I would liken that to when Ric Flair showed up in WWF in 90 late 90 early 91 mm-hmm. i mean and i would say like the modern era of wwe the best like watching you know snippets of the hardys you know mm-hmm. uh their appearance at 
WrestleMania, even though we all knew that they were in, you know, they're in the area, you know, still nobody else knew that they were coming. You know, they, mm-hmm. no one had seen them. So. But I, I would say, yeah, I mean, back in that time, we were like, oh, who's next? Who's next? Who's it going to be? And I remember us talking about, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be so-and-so. Or it's going to be Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels is his best friend. Shawn Michaels is going to show up. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no. Nah. And you got mad. I remember Mike would like, and Brian would rib you for time and time again. You're like, no. <laughs> He'd never leave Vince. He would never. Right. You were like, it'll <laughs> never happen. And they're like, it's going to happen. I was I was so much of a, a an Uber fan at that point. Was? Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's a fair statement. <laughs> it's a it's a fair point you make, sir. <laughs> Stan is an Uber fan of fill in blank. There's only a few of them left. There's CM Punk. There's CM Punk. Darby Shawn Michaels. Ah, I'm not really a big Darby fan. Sting. You know, Cody, obviously. You know, the Cody verse lives. Um, There's um, only a few. Everybody yeah. at AEW. <laughs> nah, it's just a AEW. private party. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wants? I mean, come on. Who watches private party? Really? Nobody. Uh, let's see. I I think my favorite favorite moments of Scott Hall's career. Um. I was a big fan of his feud with uh, Sean Waltman, the one, two, three kid. Um, diaper liked... match. Nah, I didn't like the diaper match, although it was funny looking back now. But, um, you know, his whole his whole run when he went from heel to face and becomes Intercontinental Champion that feeds into his ladder match with Michaels in 94 was huge. There was also, um, you mentioned his match with Brett in 93 at the rumble which was super it was really really good but his his feud with with actually with diesel for like two years over the intercontinental title was great so i mean there that's something that that really stands out and of course nobody's gonna forget scott hall in wcw when you know like he'd be in there with the giant and he would do the uh the the frankenstein motion or the the scared fingers that he did um i think that's why we have so many people that try to be the cool bad guy nowadays because of guys like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Um, I think that when you look at a guy who had as much impact as he did, and there's so many influences that that were there that Scott Hall provided. I mean, look at Sting. If Scott Hall doesn't ask Sting, hey, man, have you ever seen The Crow? That That whole run doesn't happen. That's you mean how what he's still using today? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Surfer Sting might have been the third member of the NWO at one point. You know, that was the rumor, but that is—I mean, these are powerful things, and it's uh, it really sucks. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest; it, it sucks that uh, that we we lost him. But you know what? I am glad that he was able to be alive and inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm glad that he was able to get healthy and get celebrated while he was still with us because, I mean, I think there were multiple times throughout his life where a lot of people 
Kevin Nash included thought that he would be dead before Hall of Fame inductions and stuff like that. So the fact that he was able to get with Diamond Dallas Page, the fact that he was able to overcome his demons, and hey, that's a never-ending fight. So to know that he was able to get ahead of that, um, it speaks volumes for the character of the guy. Well, I mean, just like you said, to be able to come back and have a run not necessarily a run in percent in, in the in the sense that we all know about with you know being in ring, but for him to have a run at the Hall of Fame plus all the things that go along with it, plus have a hand at the Performance Center, you know, melding young talent and talking about it, and that's one thing that I don't think he gets enough credit for is mm-hmm. how many people, like you said, Sting, you know the stories you hear of people saying how much of a wrestling mind he had and how many ideas for other people's characters that he gave them. And even some of the female wrestlers that you see today, when he was at the performance center, you know, they'd be in the ring and they'd have something. He's like, Hey, yo, you know, like mm-hmm. try this. And it's just phenomenal. But yeah. I mean, we all thought that it was just going to be a matter of time that we heard. You know, several years ago, it was going to be a matter of time before it was one of those tickers that we see on the TV that, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. another one has been claimed. But for him to be able to have a whole second, like a final chapter or or whatever you want to call it, to where he was able to go to the autograph signings and kind of redeem himself to the fans and to show up to this different stuff and redeem himself in front of these people and be who he wanted to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not something you get to do very often. You know, the redemption story is so rare nowadays that when it happens, it's just, it, it can be almost overwhelming. I mean, there was a ESPN E60 documentary on Scott Hall, a few years back where it talks about his son, Cody getting into the industry and Cody Hall, of course, becomes a member of the bullet club over the course of his career. I believe Cody is still performing. Um, although I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen any recent information pieces, but I mean, that's a big deal to be able to work with your, your son, you know, and, and kind of see your legacy carry on. That's a huge part. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked uh, some of the some of the guys in the corner to corner chat if there were uh, any f- favorite memories they had. Um, you know, if they throw any in here in the next few minutes, I'll, I'll read them off. But uh, as it stands right now, you know, uh, Shane, our, one of our admins, said it best. Um, this one kind of hurts more because this is somebody you know we watched as as kids. You know, I, I I can truly remember getting a Razor Ramon figure and being over the top because I was like, "Holy crap! I got I got Razor Ramon!" You know, it was it was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we are right now. Just uh, putting some some memories together of uh, one of the best. Huh. Sorry, it's not a great time to go to commercial break. I was just like, wow, what, <laughs> you know what? what? And, what a and, good and, lead out. 
And normally it would be. Normally it would be. But why don't we just uh, take this minute to maybe transition into some of the some of the news of the week that's that's been going on. Um, thankfully, he is in much better shape than what he could have been. But uh, Friday night on SmackDown, a scary, scary uh, few minutes for Big E for for former WWE champion he took a suplex on the outside of the ring from ridge holland an over overhead belly to belly suplex doesn't quite get the rotation um and then lands really at the top of his head you see this clip is uh thrown all over social media it is all over the place as far as um uh as far as where you can see the replay uh he tries to it looks like he tries to just kind of sit up just to even see if he can and then ultimately he just lays back down it was a very scary few minutes he gets stretchered out um and then we would find out later on in the evening that he has uh use of all of his extremities he could feel from head to toe he's got ultimately he's got, uh, he's got the strength that he's supposed to have but he was confirmed that he does have a broken neck a fractured neck He's not going to require surgery, so that's good news. We're glad to know that. But, uh, yeah, a scary a scary Friday night for Big E. He's got a road to recovery that's going to be a daunting one, no doubt. But there's a lot of blessings in that that he's not going to require, require any surgery. Yeah, um, you know, I guess, I guess accidents can happen at any time in this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a shame that it happened to him. Yeah. Um, hopefully, um, he can uh, push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's a good thing he won't require surgery. But yeah, yeah. The, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Have, have they said like how long he's out? No, um, the last report I read, which was yesterday afternoon, they were guessing six months to eight months if if he's able to come back. That is the reality of it, is that with this neck injury, he could recover properly and be able to return. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely a possibility, but uh, there's also the, the likelihood that he may heal, but not quite the way he should and not be able to return to the ring. Um, I, I would err on the side of caution and say that while it would absolutely suck, um, if he retired, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So my only, my only, like, I guess my biggest worry would be that it is a neck, Mm -hmm. um, or back, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, uh, you know, over the course of time, I've had a lot of uh, you know, bumps and bruises, and you know, stuff pop up. But um, I would be totally mortified if I, you know, ever had a cracked vertebrae or mm-hmm. you know, broken neck or something like that. I mean, it's um, it was unnerving to watch, 
Ecto clip and and you know just very similar to to Sid and to Ridge Holland unfortunately when he broke his ankle um you know we've we've seen oh and Ray Phoenix you know these injuries we've we've been seeing replays and replays and replays to the point where we've almost got it memorized <laughs> it's almost like uh you remember when Theismann broke his leg or when Alex Smith broke his leg you know those are injuries that stick with you um I feel bad for Rich Holland in that sense. Like you said, accidents happen. You know, this is one of those moments where this is a planned spot that's supposed to take place. It is basically of something we see Brock Lesnar do all the time and Rich Holland do all the time. But in this one instance, uh, it just doesn't quite happen the way he was hoping. Um, obviously, the way it's not the way he wanted either. And my understanding what I read was that he had spent a considerable amount of time with Big E at the hospital in Birmingham uh, just to to make sure that it was known that he was there. Especially because, you know, it's got to be hard on Rich Allen. Yes, he's a professional. Yes, he's done this before, and he's done that move hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. But... On one of your first appearances on WWE on the main roster, and you do it against a former champion, mm-hmm. you know, live on TV. <coughs> it's never an easy thing. No, I mean, a legitimate main event player in Big E, somebody that is definitely worthwhile. Um, and at the same time, it's one of those situations where, um, you know, you're trying, if you're Rich Holland, you're still trying to keep that, you know, positive impression with the folks in the back, because once this, this feud, this story is over, you've got to be able to move on and move forward. Um, we'll talk about the other part of that equation here in a few minutes, but you know, keeping with, with big E, I, I don't know a lot about the guy. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is, but good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. As a person, as an individual, he's been very good about keeping his private life private. But uh, he's been very vocal and, and grateful to fans and to um, co-workers who have reached out and told them that they wish him well and they hope that he is able to do a fatal, uh, excuse me, a, f- a fast recovery, not fatal. Goodness, I'm sorry. Watch your mouth, man. Jesus, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's also important because you think somebody like Rich Holland, which one would be easier to get rid of at this point? You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's been known for companies to be like, you know what? Oh, well, you know, you had your shot. Bye. Mm-hmm. And um, especially as well loved as old Big E is, 
I mean, even if you go past his, I do think New Day helped put him back on the map um, at the very beginning. But I think he's one of the ones that he, you know, he 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 has the character, but does he need the group? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes good sense. I mean, it's it was it's been a question since realistically, if if you look at when he was first paired with uh, Dolph and AJ, you know, so. It was, but we wish him the, the best and speedy recovery and it's a scary thing. No one likes to do it. It happens all the time. I mean, think about Sean, uh, Steve Austin, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't, it's all levels and all different, you know, genres of wrestling. It happens. All it takes is that one half an inch or millimeter, you know. And it's the difference between going on a stretcher and walking out. And a lot of people take it for granted for these what these guys put their bodies through every day for their entertainment. Yeah, it's um, as as many have put it, it ain't ballet. This is one of those situations where anything possibly could happen, and a million different things could go wrong if you're not careful, and even when you are careful especially in an instance like this. Uh, quick from the uh, from the corner-to-corner chat, big big memories from uh, Richard about Scott Hall, SummerSlam 94, where he won the Intercontinental title from Diesel with Walter Payton in his corner. Shane Richardson mentions, uh, remembers getting goosebumps when he showed up on Nitro and that he might have to fire up, fire up the cock tonight to watch uh, go down memory lane uh, to, to pay oh, some respects to Scott Hall. <laughs> Yeah. That's the peacock, ladies and gentlemen. The peacock. <laughs> the peacock. <laughs> I think the best part of that comment was the fact that he got you to say what you said. <laughs> <laughs> He's fired up the old cock. Wait, what? And you said it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord, people. <laughs> And as we are uh, broadcasting live right now, uh, the work being done to get ready for WrestleMania is is on. So Miz and Logan Paul will be taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania. I don't know which night yet. Does it matter? How, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's going to suck. What does anybody see in this idiot Logan Paul? Like... Obviously, he loves the business. Yeah, that's that's clear. But his following kind of... on social media—that's all, all of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If, you know, you, you can't tell with that guy whether he does truly like wrestling or if he's using it to push himself. Much like the time he showed up over in Japan and someplace he shouldn't have been and, you know, created a big stink, you know, fighting the boxers and, you know, all that other crap. I, you know, who knows with this guy? I mean, I give him credit. He was able to hold his own in an MMA world, but it wasn't exactly, you know, like he was fighting other big name MMA fighters. These were, one of them was a boxing no I'm sorry boxing not MMA but he was able to to take on two guys and hold his own and, and be victorious but 
These were guys that weren't necessarily, um, how do we say this politely, in their prime? Well, I think he's he's in it for the, like Brian said, he's in it for the click rates. You know, the only reason he's doing anything with WWE right now is because he wants to try to broaden his brand or whatever. Um, he's one of these that's gotten famous for being stupid mm-hmm. and doing dumb shit. And that's partially the whole problem with social media is people can get famous for doing dumb shit and be totally, you know, unnecessary in society. I guess it's, it's rude to say, but I mean, and WWE is looking at anything they can to be relevant. And so they're like, oh, let's get Logan Paul. So because not only do we have one, you know, we've got several different. Like celebrities coming to WrestleMania, which. The only person that I feel bad about in this situation. Is the Miz. You know, you got a legit guy that could go that they turned him into a circus act. The the Miz has always kind of been a circus act, in my opinion. Mm. Wow. I mean, he's had some I great might moments. Have... I'm not going to disagree, but yeah, I mean, only until recently, I don't think he was turned into a circus act. I mean, he might have been goofy. He might have been, you know, a little overboard. But I mean, once you get the zombie match, <laughs> and you know some of this other crap. That's uh, to me. That's he's a he's a circus act now. I mean, who can forget the bunny hop? I mean, um, all that bull. That that that's the crap we're talking about. Like they, the whole match with him and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella, and then oh, let's. Put him in another match with another couple, and oh, let's put him over here, and let's take the. Let's talk about another person that, that should never even grace another WWE ring is Bugs Bunny or Bad Bunny or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Bugs um, Bunny is a legend, sir. I know. I insulted Bugs Bunny and all of Looney Tunes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Suffering succotash. But yeah. I mean, Any other pay-per-view, I might have been like, okay. But you're legit trying to, you're going to do this at WrestleMania. Which your WrestleMania is kind of, you know, hasn't been all that great the last few years. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to try this one. Not, uh, you know, it's not a good look for the WWE, in my opinion. No, they need to stop with the two nights. Um, it was enjoyable having NXT on Saturday or Friday and having the Hall of Fame, but this two nights, you try too hard and you're giving us crap matches, good match, some good matches, but mostly crap matches because you're trying to fill two nights, and it's just. I understood with COVID why you did two nights because you wanted to make sure you're safe and 
want to give everybody enough time, blah, blah, blah. But my, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Is there a match you're looking forward to for WrestleMania? Uh, so what are the announced matches so far? Yeah, I was kind of like, only one I know about is Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and then what, Brock versus Roman? Mm-hmm. What else? What else we got? We got Which the Usos. the blind man saw coming two years ago. <laughs> the Usos defending their SmackDown tag titles against Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't care. I feel <laughs> sorry. Again, in that match, I feel sorry for Shinsuke. Legit main eventer stuck in that crap. <clears throat> Stone Cold Steve Austin appears on the KO show, hosted by Kevin Owens. I thought they were supposed to wrestle. Not so far. Oh, so he's going to show up on the KO show night one, then night two he's going to kick his ass. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That's actually not <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> Sami well, Zayn against Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> That's that decent build, though. You think about it. It's just I don't want to see Johnny Knoxville in a ring. And again, you got somebody with skills, Sami Zayn, and, you know, what do they do with him? Didn't Johnny Knoxville have, like, a brain hemorrhage or something? Like, how did he get cleared? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He went to the same doctor all the other ones went. Pat McAfee against Austin Theory. This match could be fun. Two people I don't care about, so go ahead. (laughs) Brian, any thoughts? No, I, I mean, I think McAfee is a total nitwit. And oh. I really don't. Um, uh, I don't know about Austin Theory yet. Um, yeah, I'm not sold on him either. Um, I remember seeing him in the Indies thinking, damn, this guy's really cool. Not so much. Not so much since uh, arriving on NXT and then WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat McAfee gives me a migraine, and Austin Theory, <laughs> Austin Theory makes me want to puke. So, Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin, finally ending this feud. Hopefully, hopefully. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, I have to agree. Poor Drew. <laughs> Sorry, Stan, but yeah, I'm, I know you're Happy part Corbin of the Happy Corbin Club. <laughs> he doesn't cut it. I liked, I liked the bum, the homeless Corbin. He was fun. He was fun to watch. Happy Corbin, no, not at all. I liked Metal Corbin. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I like the Lone Wolf. But women's tag team championship. Queen Zelina and Carmella defending against Naomi and Sasha Banks. Really? That's what we're doing? That's what we're doing. 
are there no other female tag teams that we have to put Naomi and Sasha Banks together? Well, Rhea Ripley couldn't find somebody to hang out with. (laughs) Rhea Ripley and uh, Liv Morgan have won two times now against the women's champions in non-title matches and are working to get themselves inserted into this match as a triple threat. God, it, 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 so as it, intriguing to me that Ripley and Morgan could be, right? I still don't know how you get past Sasha and Naomi. And you have four, I would say th- at least three legit main eventers. <laughs> And Sasha, Rhea Ripley, and Naomi. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, and I mean, maybe Liv Morgan if she was given the chance. You know, but it goes back to the thing we all always have talked about. When you have lower tier titles mm-hmm. and you force your main eventers in those slots where they're not meant to be. Because I feel like the women's tag belts are for the legit tag teams, like Brian said, or therefore the ones who are not going to be in the main event run right now, you know, and here we are. You have three former women's champions sitting in this match. I don't think Rhea's won it, but yeah, did she? I know she was NXT Women's Champ. Yeah, she was Raw Women's Champ. You know? So, I mean, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, it just, it, to me, it's absolutely crazy that you would get Sasha Banks in this. I mean, I can see Naomi because Naomi's tagged, you know, over the, over the, some time, you know, she's been in tag teams. So I can see Naomi, but Sasha Banks, really? You can't, you can't find another woman out there for, you know, to, to have Sasha Russell in a singles match. Considering normally at WrestleMania, she's, you know, one of your standouts. At least for the past four years. Five yeah. now, maybe even longer than that, to be honest with you. I mean, why not have her come out and then Asuka just appear? You know? That'd be a stellar match. Asuka versus Sasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I... Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Asuka, but you haven't really seen that in a while, right? If ever? Have you ever seen that? Asuka and Sasha has happened maybe once or twice, but it's been pretty rare. Yeah. Or here, here's a clever idea. Uh, why don't you leave Rhonda at home and have Sasha and Charlotte tear it up again? Because I'm pretty sure uh, they put on some great matches on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They've, they've taken the belt back and forth how many times? Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte was Miss PPB and Sasha was Miss Monday Night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I agree. I think that it would have been a good idea to leave leave Ronda at home. Let Sasha win the Rumble, have that big comeback moment. I think that would have made better sense. I think a lot more people would have been behind it too. They went for the pop of Ronda, and you got the pop with Ronda, but your long term isn't with Ronda because Ronda doesn't want to be long term. Well, plus, Ronda just doesn't understand. I don't think she understands the the verbal aspect of the business. Well, I don't think she understands any aspect of the business. I mean, it's evident by her tweets. Mm-hmm. You know what you know what I'm saying? She understands the check she cashes. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think she's probably tried but then when it doesn't go her way she just throws a hissy fit and she'll take it out on anybody which is what you saw you know the first go round when she started you know really going after fans and you know talking all that trash you know fake sport this fake sport that all this other crap and then oh, what does she do she comes back right and then what she do the first night? She throws a hissy fit and has to be calmed down in the back. I mean, legitimately, Vince should have fired her right then and there. I have other options. I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're only signed for a year. You, you know, you're, you've cost me people in the past as far as, like, you know, fans, I don't need you. You're gone. You'll never work. You'll never work in this business again. You'll never work in this town again, pal. Yeah, but, you know, Vince is, like, stuck on, you know, like, idle right now. Mm-hmm. So what else we got? I, I mean, I haven't really been intrigued by too much yet, but. Well, we talked about uh, Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios. Raw Women's yeah. Championship, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Uh, okay, so now you got my attention. <laughs> okay. And now, now you got my attention. Um, so I'm down with Becky. Um, I think Bianca's, you know, ri- uh, I don't want to say rising, but, you know, she's she's on her way to being, um, you know, taking over for Becky and Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte one day, you know, being the top, uh, the top female star in the WWE. Um, she doesn't disappoint. Neither does Becky. You know, I I don't know if I've seen a bad match on either one of them. Now, Bianca has uh, done a tremendous job ever since really coming up to the main roster. NXT, she was kind of finding her way, learning, you know, seeing what works, what doesn't. But she got to the main roster, and she took off like a rocket. Fans took to her immediately. Winning the Rumble was a huge, huge benefit for her, and now... You know, to get uh, that opportunity to get revenge on Becky Lynch, who always managed to sidestep Bianca Belair. I mean, the story itself 
it, it was almost self-explanatory. There really isn't a lot that needs to be explained, so it's good stuff. Now, the key, though, is does she beat Becky? Mm. That's the key. But again, again, this this is out of the matches we've named so far. This is the first one that intrigues me. I mean, it's worth mentioning that Becky going heel still makes us scratch our head. One of the hottest, <laughs> hottest fan favorites to come out of the women's division really ever. And then you turn her against the fans. Like, why? No, 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 no. That's how, the, that's how it works. That is exactly how it's supposed to work. Right? Everybody loves her, and then she just pisses on everybody, and now everybody who's the piss out of her, hates her. Right. Because you her know, ego has gotten so big, she doesn't need anybody anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's only... How many times have we in the past... Let's take Cody, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. John Cena, right? Oh, my God. You know, he's such a good guy, but he would make a better bad guy. Uh, Becky's man, the man character, I mean, she was, to me, it rode defense. She could have fallen off either side at any time. Well, and she said in interviews that she's, in her whole career, the only time she's ever played a face is when she came to the WWE. And the main roster. <coughs> like, that whole steampunk kind of character was the first time she ever played a face. She was always a heel. And I think it's cool. Like, I like the way they've got both her and Rollins doing the same kind of characters, you know? Um, where she's like, I came back. You needed me. I had a baby. I came back. I'm the champ still. Ah, you know? <laughs> um I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. I like Becky as the champ, but I think she'd just be, a, I think she'd be a, just as fun as the chaser for a while. Playing the mind games on Bianca Belair, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like Bianca winning the title is the logical finish. It's what makes the most sense, but never said that that was how it would go down in WWE. <laughs> Since when does logic come into play with WWE? That's fair. all right. What else you got? I'm intrigued now. I'm I'm on board <laughs> for a match. One match. Uh, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. We kind of talked about this when we talked about uh, Sasha Banks, and of course Ronda's lack of understanding of the industry. Any other thoughts we want to put to it? I know. Uh, uh, as long as they beat well. the piss out of each other, I'm good with it. Okay. Like they did. Um, what was that one match? Was it the triple threat? No, no, no. I no, think the Charlotte. Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just let them go at it like that. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's worth worth mentioning that uh, this is supposed to be a big, big comeback moment for uh, Ronda Rousey, but there's no major plans for after 
WrestleMania for Ronda Rousey. Such a contradictory story. Mm, yeah, but so that may just show you that it's a short six-month term contract or something. Right. <clears throat> Maybe Nick is smarter than we we thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's possible, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to our main event. Universal champion Roman Reigns defending against the WWE champion Brock Lesnar in a title for title clash. <clears throat> Don't all talk at once. What do you got, Ryan? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I was gonna I was gonna see if Rob was gonna go first. I think he stepped away from the mic. I was. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think if you had just kept it for Roman's title, I would be more interested. Right. So title for title, it's going to go one or two ways, right? Either disqualification or shenanigans and nobody wins either title. Or one of them wins only to have a week later it get really, you know, get, uh, I, I can't speak right now, but they have to give it up. You, you know what I'm saying? And then the, then the guy that lost at WrestleMania is going to get it back two weeks down the road. You know, so I, I, I just think this is absolutely pointless. They have no plans to, you know, to, to combine the roster for on SmackDown. So any title for title is going to be a week later is going to be, you know, a moot point. Would it be worthwhile if Brock won and then immediately turned around and lost to Kofi Kingston in under five minutes? Is there money in the bank winner? No, 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 that's all all done. Well, no money in the bank mm-hmm. in play. Yeah, so, I mean, again, it to me, it's the route that was taken to get here mm-hmm. and the unnecessary steps to get here to me are what, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the match will probably be pretty good. And has the potential to maybe be the you know steal the the weekend, especially what the other possible matches are right now. But the title for title is so unnecessary, and it's just a an add-on that you don't need. Honestly, I can I, see... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I could see Roman winning and then literally just dropping one of the belts off in the trash. I'm above this, I don't need it, and then just putting it in the trash. No. Because if Roman, if Roman won as the tribal chief, he would be the tribal chief over two shows. <clears throat> 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, Everyone must almost, acknowledge him. Yeah, everybody's got to do it now. Because then you're going to have him show up on Raw and try and help spike those ratings and, um, or, you know, sell tickets or whatever, you know, whatever cockamamie reason this is for title versus title. <clears throat> I and just, again, the, it's to me, it's unnecessary. And here's the thing you've again booked yourself in a corner. If Brock doesn't beat Roman, who does? Because now nobody can beat Roman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and simply by that, they'll have, you know, they'll have proven their point that Roman is so over. He's the best wrestler ever. We knew this. You know what I'm saying? You all are so stupid for not yeah. seeing it all these years ago. Yeah, I'm Vince McMahon, the smartest man in the room. Yeah. <sighs> you will now buy all of our t-shirts. <laughs> if there's a way to get the needle mover t-shirt and take off the tribal chief and all that crap, I'd do it just because it'd be like, I'm a needle mover, people. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, overall, though, I think this is, should definitely be a one-night one event. I mean, so far, I haven't heard matches worth a house show, so. Yeah. Except well, maybe, good. like you yeah. said, Ron, like, Charlotte, <laughs> um, Becky versus, I can't remember her name right now. Bianca um, Belair. Bianca Belair. But, like, I mean, this is probably one of the first that the main event has zero appeal to me. Could not care in the slightest. Well, the card itself, it from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it's enough matches for two nights. Have they officially said they're doing two nights? Yeah. Yeah. They stupid. Anyway, I mean, so you still have <coughs> potential matches, right? Because there's a few I haven't heard named. Um, you'll probably get maybe one or two from NXT on the card. Um, you know, maybe. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Maybe Braun versus Dolph Ziggler or... Ziggler versus Chopper, you know, something like that. Maybe one or two others. So you're going to get some filler matches. And then, of course, there's the elephant in the room with Seth Rollins. Um, Don't forget, they always like a battle royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get get the other 90 people in the roster on there. (laughs) 
We're going to do an Andre the Giant Battle Royal and an Iron the Sheik. You don't have to fall out of the ring Battle Royal. Yeah, you know I mean, you might get, uh, what's her name, Mandy Rose, um, you know. I'm sure you, I'm sure there's more to be named, but. Maybe Gunther there's... makes his uh, WrestleMania debut. Oh, Lord. He can fight Butch. <laughs> oh, my God. What a horrible name choice. Butch. Like, what the. Yeah, why don't we just get into that? Friday night. Of course, uh, you know, everything happens with Big E. But in that same segment, we see the reintroduction of somebody that shouldn't need to be reintroduced. Somebody that we know quite well. Somebody that NXT and NXT UK set the stage for to be a major, major player. And I'm talking, of course, about Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne in NXT was tremendous, and his matchups were Really, really entertaining. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was, you know, getting the attention of everybody by attacking his opponent during the NXT UK tournament. You know, getting Triple H and William Regal's attention. But he re-debuts or gets introduced to us as Butch. Butch. Like right out of the Little Rascals. That's what I think when I see him. The little rascals. So who's going to be Sundance? Well, <clears throat> Ridge Holland, who is uh, also in the same storyline with Butch, is being referred to as Luke. Ridge Holland's real first name. What are they, the new Bushwhackers? Well, they're dressed like they're from the 20s. And they're about to go outside and get into the rumble with with whoever. They with got Sheamus. a little moxie, kid. They got moxie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you look at them; they look like they're they're maybe the twenties is too early, maybe the forties. Trying to figure it out, but either way, the appearance doesn't Did, make any sense. Didn't Pete just resign not too long ago with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, last year. Yeah, late last year though. Good job, Pete. <clears throat> Good call. Okay. Yeah, great. So if this doesn't teach you a lesson about coming to the WWE, I don't know what will. <clears throat> well, I mean, you look at it and, like, you go to Sheamus. And how many gimmicks has Sheamus done? You know? And this one is probably just as dumb as the whole mohawk one. You know? I mean, I like the whole I want to fight. I want to fight. But I feel like it's a little too late. To me, though, they've never changed Seamus's name. No. They've changed his look. But... But, like, I mean... What are they I, trying to go for here? Yeah, I mean, Pete, that was an international superstar. <laughs> Yeah, he was no, already a made butch. a made man. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to do anything to him. Yes, yeah. you could have still put him with Sheamus. That would have been fine. Yep. But instead we get Butch and this weird ass cap that he wears on his head. And suspenders over a white t shirt. 
They they should have just put him in the the black jacket, and he could have been like Butch and from uh, a Christmas story. <laughs> Butch Wait, and Wayne. Cry? <laughs> yeah, it's Butch and Wayne. <laughs> Are you Butch cry? all grown up. <laughs> But then you've got to you've got to get Dominic Mysterio to run out there and be like Ralphie. We're gonna start throwing punches on him. I needed yeah. somebody small to throw into that role. That's the first guy. I mean, to <laughs> Dominic Mysterio is taking a bite off the the whole. Hey, I'm gonna be just like my dad, except I don't have any cred like my dad. You know, like I'm gonna wear stuff just like him, but I'm not gonna pull it off at all. Yeah, might be time for them to maybe rethink their bet on Dominic. Well, maybe he needs to. Maybe Dominic and Pete Dunn need to get their stuff confused so that Dominic can have Pete Dunn spray tan that he should stop using. (laughs) Dude, all of them should stop using spray tan. That's that's AEW and WWE. I mean, Adam Cole when he came out that one time with spray tan, it was literally dripping off his fingers. That was gross. <laughs> the Bucks <laughs> when they did it, that was gross. Um, Pete Dunne, who else does it? Does it a lot? Um, shit, Matt Cardona does it, and it drips yeah, off his freaking face. It's nasty. See, I wouldn't be shocked though if Cardona or Cole do that on purpose. What, just to get under fan skin? Yeah. Oh because, I mean, there's even, I think there's. <laughs> That's funny. I think there's a BTE when he's trying to get somebody <laughs> to spray it on. Oh, the spray tan party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would not be shocked at all if he's not just like, yeah, let me just, yeah, just layer that shit on. <laughs> you know spray it. Spray it real spray good. It. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. <laughs> Landon. <laughs> so yeah, so so far WrestleMania is meh, eh. Let's see if they can do worse than last year. Yeah. So far it sounds like Roadblock. It doesn't sound like Roadblock at all. I think it sounds like a a, a elevated Saturday night's main event. Mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's that it's, it's that it's the great American bash that they do every year that we're all like, ooh, and then they don't televise it and they make it like shit. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's disappointing. And, and you know, honestly, if the rumor about Seth Rollins' opponent is true, it's gonna be worse. I mean, while I think that match itself will be good, um, it doesn't make me any more excited for the possibilities. Who's his rumored opponent? Oh, uh, it's the latest Cody verse rumor. Yeah. I mean, initially it was Cody was going to somehow get himself involved in the main event. And then it was Cody was going to show up the night after. And now we're getting, it's going to be Cody and Seth Rollins. However, that that's from uh, AEW EVP. So, who knows if we're being yanked again? WWE, WWE, what they need, and they is they need another Raw after Mania in New Jersey. That's what they're in need of. Mm-hmm. One of those that's just gonna sit there and go, 
this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, they need to just be willing to accept organic stuff. If people boo Roman Reigns and say, get off TV, then direct that in a way that makes sense. If people don't want to see Baron Corbin in that fashion, repackage him. It's not exactly like the opinions aren't out there. You don't have to look far. It's not even just a Twitter thing or just a Facebook thing. It's everywhere. Yeah, but so there's like only so many times you should repackage somebody. Sure. Right? Sometimes you got to cut your losses and let them uh, develop on their own. Like Drew, right? Yeah. Drew's, Drew's a good example of that. Um, you know, they cut their losses. They they let him go on his merry way. And he reinvents himself. And luckily, when he comes back, they kind of keep part of, you know, part of the gimmick. And he thrives for a while. But it's, you know, you have people that think they're smarter than the fans forgetting that this is a fan driven ba- uh, business right i don't i don't care i don't care who you are there's nobody in that business that can tell me the fans don't drive this business because if the fans aren't there you have no business and that's any indie show any tv show any pay-per-view Shoot, for that matter, Mean Gene's 1-800-HOTLINE. If the fans don't call, you don't have it. Well, it's just the the obvious <clears throat> being able to look outside and notice, hey, if it's raining, we need an umbrella kind of thing. If fans are, are telling you repetitively they want to see something different, it's up to you to put something different on the screen. Not just the same old thing. And and it's not just a one guy fixes everything type solution, but it sure could help if Vince McMahon maybe took a look and said, you know what? Maybe we do need to do this. Maybe we do need to get some help here. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like this isn't, it is and it isn't just a one person problem. Uh. Uh, you know, so let's let's look at what Vince has done, right? So we have rock and wrestling era, right? Right, and then we move into uh, what 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 was that period between rock and wrestling, and I guess you call the Monday Night Wars, the new generation, oh, I guess. <laughs> oh shit! <Yeah. laughs> I like that, Rob. So, oh shit! Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> So kind of like the tr- starting the transition from the mm-hmm. cartoon characters into, you know, more real-life type characters. So then you have the Monday Night Wars followed by the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And what do you really have after that? Uh, I mean, ruthless it, aggression <clears throat> is what they call it. Now? The Ruthless Aggression Era from 2001 to... Uh, 2010-ish and then mm-hmm. it becomes the uh, I think Triple H referred to it as the reality era era oh well, yeah this is a dumpster fire era <laughs> I mean I might give you a little bit in the ruthless aggression mm-hmm. 
but there is absolutely nothing after that. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been moments, but there's been nothing to write home about since that ruthless aggression era. You're think, not making new stars. You're not, yeah. you know, your business is slowly starting to crumble out from under you. And I don't care what they say. It doesn't matter how much money he makes. Eventually, you're going to, if he drives enough fans away, it ain't going to matter. I agree. I mean, you look at it. You all said Corbin before. Corbin is one gimmick change away from tying Barry Darso. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they got the blinders on, and it's... He's got the cup spooning out the ship that's sinking, and he's like, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the dog in the middle the, of the inferno. This is fine. You know, keep playing, you know. It's the band on the Titanic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Miz is going to have Dolph Ziggler on NXT 2.0 tomorrow night. Wait, Miz the TV Miz on is going to have? Oh, okay, I got you. I was going to say, oh no, are they going to have Dolph lose the NXT title to him, and then he loses it to Douchehead Logan Paul? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! NXT champion Logan Paul, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, it's really weird that they, they can have established stars mm-hmm. and they get hired by the WWE. And then like when they're done, they're not even done. Just like halfway through their careers, they just, you're like this, why would you even go there? Bobby Roode, right? He was big time. Now look at him. (laughs) Playing second fiddle to the NXT champion. (laughs) Wow. It is amazing to me how many just well-built NXT talents came up to the main roster and were just not. Just just (sighs) thrown aside. Shinsuke... Robert Roode, and when I say well well built, I mean the character that they had strictly within NXT. You know, it, it's <clears throat> Samoa Joe. Yeah, it's alarming because you can't just say, "Well, the Shield was great," and then just put that NXT on your on your head as that's that's your crowning moment. You had out. so many people came come out of NXT that I mean, oh, right now, right now, Bianca Belair is getting ready to. Hit the KOD on uh, Dewdrop, which is insane. She just walked from the corner to the middle of the ring. But she's a great example of what NXT has brought. But they just they don't seem to know how to do this with the other talents. I mean, Nikki Cross in Sanity was a tremendous faction. And what happened? We got Nikki A.S.H. and the rest of them are fired. Mm-hmm. 
it's to me it's Finn's. That's the only explanation. If if you let if you had let Hunter take NXT and run them, say Monday night, with the budget and the the you know national TV audience and all that, mm-hmm. uh, you would not have a problem right now with Raw. You would have people begging to go to Raw. I would think if you put you know the black and gold NXT on Monday nights. They'd have had no trouble staying over a million plus for ratings, and they'd have probably did really well. I mean, it would have taken some time, but I think logically, if you take that product that they had, uh, let's see, DIY and the revival, was that 16 or 17? You take NXT from that time frame, that was the show in WWE to watch. would have made perfect sense well i mean you look at it and it and it goes down to just what brian was saying we've all said it's it's vince and his stooges that he keeps around him that you know it's a game of you know there's people that have his ear mm-hmm. that are all like oh my god oh my god and what they're doing is they're sabotaging every talent that they have to make themselves viable to vince you know, all the viable stars, there's, you know, they're putting them in stupid angles or they're giving them time off or they're doing whatever. And then they're showing them all, oh, look, Vince, he, Roman is the best option we have right now. Look at Roman. He's the best. No, it's just, and I agree totally. And I think that's why NXT was sabotaged the way it is with 2.0, whatever this crap is, because they saw the people around Vince was like, Oh crap. Hunter's about to take you over. You know, Hunter's about to take, like, don't worry about AEW. You got to worry about what's happening in your own house. And, well, you know, and Vince is like, Oh, well, because anytime Vince put his hands in the NXT, it screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime he got involved with whatever storyline, Hunter, what are the what are Hunter and them were trying to do? It got screwed up, and honestly, I don't know how much is Hunter's health. Maybe his health was having something to do with it. That he was like, you know what, I can't be involved as much anymore. And Vince saw that as a chance to, all right, Stooges, go in and screw it up. <laughs> Release the Stooges. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's as a wrestling fan. We sit here and we've fussed for years. We know what WWE needs to fix it. What needs to happen in WWE to fix it is to put Triple H in charge. Well, at this rate, I don't think Triple H wants to be in charge. There's no, I mean, obviously his health has come into question and, and, you know, we hope that he's continuing to recover, but at this rate, I don't think he wants it. They fired everybody he brought in. Every executive, every assistant, every producer, um, his training staff. Hell, William Regal, his on-screen commissioner and recruiter. The only thing they haven't done was close the performance center. They've pretty much done it, but they just haven't physically said, hey, guys, we're closing the building. 
well, their their partnership with Full Sail. Um, if it's still existing in two years, I'd be very surprised. You know what Triple H is thinking about? That Paul is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say the master of the games, Paul Levesque, could be all elite any time now. That's what they say. <laughs> oh, my God. That would – oh. I think every shareholder in WWE would be like, you know what? We're out. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. It's over. (laughs) I will take Martha Stewart stock for my WWE stock, please. Right. Well, the crazy thing is like if, if everything is, is happening the way it sounds, if a Disney buyout truly does happen, which is probably where they're going to go, then you're going to get the mo- if you thought WWE is sanitized now you wait until Disney gets their hands on it it depends on what they want to do with it and a lot of people say ooh Disney 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 nothing Disney's touched has ever failed well that's wrong um but how awesome would it be if soon the first thing Disney does is says hey what do you need to make it successful, Paul? Let's do it. Because you got to think some of the ones that were let go, if, if he called them back and said, hey, Vince isn't in charge anymore, come back, they'd be like, okay, let's play. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. I think they've got too much that they can gain by being on their own. They don't even have to be yep. AEW. Right now the marketplace is so rich with opportunity. They, Some of them might because they're loyal, you know, but – I don't see it being like an en masse kind of thing. I, I just don't see the, the the industry in that same light anymore because it's just, it's not a Tony Khan made this happen. It's a AEW opened the door for a lot of other companies to continue to flow. And if Ring of Honor turns into anything close to what's being rumored, hey, uh, you got a lot of places to go. And honestly, and, I'd I'd be surprised if Triple H, if Paul Levesque, decided to stay within the E. <clears throat> well, I don't think he would. Vince did this, you know. I yeah, but uh, honestly, with Disney, right? The thing about Disney is they're not just going to make it Disney fied. They're going to make it, you know, like straight Disney, and. So I would imagine it'll get toned down a little bit because they sure do love kid programming, right? And Paul would probably take his money if he chose to do it. And, you know, why not? I just start my own business, my own company, mm-hmm. where I don't have an overseer telling me I can't do something. Because that would ultimately be the the biggest problem with Disney. Disney is going to have somebody in that office controlling things. That's true. Or frankly, I mean, you look at Marvel retire. and you look at <clears throat> Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've got it. Yeah, I, yeah. Star Wars is a, is a good example because you have uh, what's her name, Kathleen something. 
that like oversees Star Wars and she's constantly fighting with um oh my lord, what's his name? Um George Lucas? No, 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 not Lucas. Favreau. Um Yeah, Favreau. And Favreau is clearly putting the best Star Wars stuff out there. Definitely. Right? I mean, the the whole old republic or whatever um you know whatever that Kathleen came up with is just like literally you know like devoid you know nobody I have yet to see any true Star Wars fan talk about it uh this the the I'm not even sure what you're talking about uh, so uh hold on so what's the uh, the High Republic. That's it. Not the Old Republic. The High Republic. So basically, she she brought in all these writers and artists and you know people and said, "Hey, we're going to create a new era for Star Wars, right? So we're gonna we're gonna go back a thousand years and you know when Jedi's were plenty and all this stuff and and then of course she tries to politically correct it, right? Because, you know, what would Disney be now without introducing things that have no business being in Star Wars like sex or, you know, somebody's sexual preference or somebody's gender, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It needs to be in there, right? No, it's Star Wars. It doesn't have to be in there. We just want entertaining stories. We don't. We don't need to know that, you know, Darth Vader and Padme had sex. Right? Nobody cares. It's Star Wars. It's science fiction. Most of us nerds, you know, we're not watching Star Wars for that stuff. And then... Because we're not getting this, so we're watching Star Wars. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, so along comes uh, Favreau and... He's got great ideas and he's pushing these ideas and she's constantly pushing against them, right? Because she wants to do, you know, this whole politically correct woke era of Star Wars. Yeah. And again, nobody wants that. We want Star Wars. And, you know, there's been talk that Favreau was going to take over the entire thing, which he's constantly pushing against. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely nuts. And that would be exactly what would happen with the WWE. It would become woke, and Triple H wouldn't be able to do anything with it. But the overseer that was, you know, sitting on the ivory throne would be the one controlling it, who had no, probably no knowledge of the wrestling business. And that's most likely going to be Nick Khan. The guy that, that sits atop the throne when all this is done, it's going to be Nick Khan. I, unless he's tied to Disney, I don't even know if he would sit <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's going to be somebody that literally is not connected with wrestling at all. It'll be like WCW all over again. Yeah, it'll be the Pizza Hut guy all over again. <laughs> yeah. Nobody on Pizza Hut. Yeah. Till they buy your company for five million dollars out of you, out from under you. Oof, oof. And Disney, I honestly think Disney would be most interested in the library 
and well, then and that's, they would that's pick and I choose the products that, you know, they would do events and stuff like they do now, but there would be nothing like you see. Yeah, we would have WWE land or something. WWE city, like on, uh, that, uh, Scooby-Doo movie. And we would have people dressed up. Imagine the, the smash them, bash them (laughs) resort, you know? Yeah. Where you can see fake John Cena. You can stay in the steel cage room. (laughs) Hey, I got hired at WWE city. I get to be John Cena. (laughs) But I can't see you. You never have to go to work. Hey, Brian, what room did you get? Oh, I got the hell in the cell room. What'd you get? Oh, hmm. I, I got the uh, Punjabi prison cell. No. Good God. <laughs> hey, I was a budget hotel, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would just, if I was Paul, I would be very leery if Disney were to ever approach me after buying the company, be like, hey, we want you to run things. Yeah, if I was in his shoes, I would be hesitant to do anything until the dust settles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's attractive to go and say, yeah, I'll go help out Tony Khan, or yeah, I'll go see, hey, Tony, I'll run Ring of Honor for you. Know what I mean? Like, I, it, that's attractive, but if I'm him, I'm I'm like I'm in a hurry. I'm recovering. I might even consider just retiring in entire in total. It's not like he's hurting for money. I mean, come on. No. No. And he's got nothing and to prove. Honestly, I don't see him. I see. I think he would talk to Tony, but I don't I don't think he'd ever go work for him. Even if Tony said, here's AEW it, or not AEW, ROH, it's all yours. Run it however you like. I don't see him doing it. I think it's either he retires, like Rob said, or he creates his own company. Because again, even even in AEW, he ha- there's a boss, right? You know what I'm saying? Somebody to stop him creatively, right? But if he's left to his own devices, there's probably a there would probably be a lot of good stuff that he. Well, could I think produce. also. You know, like you said, I think him work, he, it would have to be where he calls the shots. Right. Because he's already been burnt how many times by letting somebody else, having to run it through somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know? But then you think, he has stock in the company. So if Disney buys it, they're going to buy out all the shareholders. Right. So, besides what he already has, <laughs> he's going to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, and, and there's Con near you. Yeah, there, there's nobody that could probably tell me that if Triple H went to say, I don't know, uh, you know what's what's a channel Disney doesn't own? Um, they don't own. Yeah, USA. No, USA. Yeah. So you know, of course, Disney would end the contract with USA, mm-hmm. right? Put it on ABC. Yeah. Do you, do you not think that if Triple H was like, yeah, I want to start a company, USA wouldn't call and be like, eh, I got the channel for you. Right. 
You can have Monday nights. Yeah. <laughs> I got a time slot. Yeah, I got everything ready to go. Production crew. Yeah. I got Mondays yeah, over. Got <laughs> what do you think about Fridays? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what do you think Tuesdays? I got Tuesdays, too. Uh, but we're not going to do Wednesdays. <laughs> no. Stay away from like, Wednesdays. We won't, we won't do Wednesdays. <laughs> Who yeah. do you want to hire? We got this. Um, we got this Bruce Pritchard guy. No, <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so crazy, someone else. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Who who would be the brain trust if if you're Triple H? If you're out there on the free market, who do you bring in to help you start a company? Sean. Yeah, that's one. You, you bring go try and he had him around, add him, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring Nash in too. No, 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 no. You know, I would bring to... Nash in. I would bring in some of the guys that he had at NXT that aren't yet being used somewhere else or happy where they're at. You know, like your the Road Dog. You know. Bring in some of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, talent-wise, your your free agent pool is, is wide open right now. You can really go shopping. And, well, I mean, and, think about how many contracts wouldn't be renewed once Disney bought it anyway. Oh, yeah. You figure you, no. you've, you slimmed down to a, a, a trim 45 total people on the roster, most likely. I mean, look who's out there right now. So, and then who would be available? You know, he'd bring in Samoa Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he'd bring back the ones that he think got wronged that would come back. But that'd be an interesting topic for a night. You know what I mean? What if Triple H had his own promotion? Oh, there you go, Rob. You just wrote the segment for next week. Good job. I mean, it was fun that week where we had our own promotions and we, you know, we should open that up to the C2C wrestling chat again. Been a little while since we did a draft. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Holy crap. Has it really been a few years since we last did the draft? I don't think so. I think, wasn't it just like last year or something? Are we talking about the WWE-style draft or an actual draft? No, we did an actual draft, if you remember. Yeah. Man, it's crazy to think about how many episodes we've done. Which one of us ended up with Madison Square Garden? I don't think any of us did. Oh, man. Now, what we used to do in the group was we would pick like a home arena. That one was fun because picking the arenas, picking like the – the style of promotion, who your who your owner would be, all of that was cool. And it would always make you mad because, like, you'd have somebody in line up and you'd, you'd spend time researching and getting their picture, and then all of a sudden the person right in front of you picked your person. You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and the cool part about about our fan group is that we do have a diverse group of, of fans. Like, they, they are all different types, so... You know, like one of them is all about the old guys. One of them is all about the 
world class. One of them is all about the hardcore. So it was a good a, a good mixture. It was really a good challenge. Yes, so, I agree. Let's take a look at what's coming up this week because we've got St. Patrick's Day Slam. Now, last year for AEW, St. Patrick's Day Slam gave us the biggest match of career for both Thunder Rosa and for Britt Baker and is responsible for catapulting Britt Baker into superstardom and really solidifying what Thunder Rosa is now. So now we've got a steel cage match that's going to happen, and these two ladies are going to mix it up for the AEW Women's World Championship. Honestly, I I wonder if they're not going to put the title on Thunder Rosa. It is in San Antonio, Texas, so it's in her hometown. It would make sense to finally give her the championship, but you know I thought that Revolution would have been the time to do that, and they hesitated. And now there's there's actually story coming out that apparently there's real life heat between the two. Sometimes you just have to stop reading the internet. But it's on the internet. It's got to be true, Brian. Sure, sure. That's that's Stan's problem. Is he reads into all this? And my opinion, the match if it's steel cage. It's more Thunder Rosa's match than hers anyway. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense them putting it on her there because the lackeys can't jump in. By lackeys, you're talking about Jamie Hayter and Rebel. Jamie Hayter had a great match with Mercedes Martinez on Friday. Um, Rampage was extremely packed this past Friday, by the way. What do you mean, as far as matches? Yeah, they had a lot going on. A lot of different matches mm. happening. They squeezed Yeah, I really have to. Hour. Yeah, I really have stopped watching it at like uh, 1.30 in the morning when I'm dog tired. Oh. Because yeah, I don't you, remember much of it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to dedicate the right time to it. It's, it's kind of like if you watch Dark or Elevation and you're just not really yeah. paying attention, if you blink, you're going to miss a match. Because some of them yeah. are super fast. Wait, wait, did Scorpion win uh, Friday or Wednesday? Scorpio won Scorpio. on Wednesday. And then okay. um, Friday they did like a promo kind of thing where he's talking about how Wardlow, it's not going to matter because he's going he's gonna to keep his streak going. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of inclined to agree. I, I don't think Wardlow comes away with the TNT title just yet. Because hmm, MJF's going to get involved. Or uh, all ego. You know? I, I would be shocked if Scorpius guy lost this quick. I can't see them doing a title switch just to have it switch yet again in under a hmm. week. Like, I, I can't see that. And I like Wardlow. I think what they're doing with them is good, but... I have to agree with you. I think MJF, I think we hear Wardlow's music. He comes out, and before the bell can ring, we hear MJF's music. Ah, ah, ah. Remember, I still own your contract, so what you have, I have. So then he takes the title match, and 
Wardlow cost him the title. Possible, but I thought he told Wardlow he could keep the title match. Uh, that was before Wardlow didn't help him against Punk. Uh, okay. I got you. But yeah, so I, I, I remember very little on Rampage. Very, very little. I'm ashamed. Keith Lee muscles over uh, QT Marshall. Nice little uh, back and forth between them two. Two good. This is two solid showings for QT Marshall in the span of two weeks. His first match with with Hook, you know, where he really gave Hook one of his best matches so far. Uh, and then his match with Keith Lee was good. Setting up the Team Taz attack on Keith Lee. And it looks like we're going to see Powerhouse Hobbs against Keith Lee. Um, if not mm. this Wednesday, next Wednesday, which that's going to be good. Well, I mean, I guess he can't really chuck Hobbs like he does some of these smaller fellers. He better rethink that whole yeeting of people over the top rope because uh, what he did to Orange Cassidy broke Orange Cassidy's arm. Once again, it's an accident, bro. That happened. He did it maliciously. He said, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously. Well, you might have, but. <laughs> What'd you say? Get your hand out of a goddamn pocket. Foof. <laughs> what you looking in my pocket, bro? You know, th- this past week was so many close calls, right? And, uh, and some scary stuff and some stuff that we, you know, talked about earlier, especially with Big E. You know who got really, really lucky this past week on Dynamite? Eddie Kingston. So Jericho forms the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's the stupidest. Is that what they're calling it? Yes, it's some stupid, (laughs) shitty ass name. Jericho, that's a bad idea from Bad Creative. Just putting it out there. Um, But Kingston gets picked up by that whole group, and they're getting ready to power bomb him from the out from the inside to the outside through a table. They drop him. They, they let him go for the power bomb. Hager does. And if it wasn't for 2.0 in that split second repositioning his body, he could have been killed. Like, it was... He had an angel on his shoulder. <laughs> because they... You see, it, it's not a very long, drawn-out thing. Like, he's going down. He's been dropped. And Parker, I think it was, uh, uh, Matt Parker or Jeff Parker manages to get his hand to his shoulder and just tilts him just a little bit so that his back and his and his shoulders impact the table rather than his head and his neck. Man, I must have been asleep for that, too. <laughs> Damn. Dynamite putting you to sleep? You just wore out. No, you just you wore out. Yeah. just wore out, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're, oh, if no, you're no, doing wait, like I'm wait, doing, wait. you're playing Wednesday, Elden Ring. That's, no, Wednesday I had to take the dog to the emergency vet. That's ah, right. that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I was so gonna I say, was definitely, yeah, definitely wore out on that one. I've been playing Elden Ring pretty much every night. Getting my ass whooped in Elden Ring every night, but I'm getting I'm glad you specified Elden Ring. Well, you know, i got to be careful. There's a, there's a lot of violent people in this world. Yeah, I don't you know I I don't know why you don't listen to me when I, when I try and help you out with Elden no, Ring. No, I did, I did, but at the same time, like some of this stuff I've already done. Like, um, 
I haven't done the one where you can get a hundred thousand runes yet. Have you done that one yet? Uh, the dragon one. Yeah, yeah, where you can literally stand there with a flail, apparently, and just you do an incantation, and you just keep wailing away. Yeah, but in the time it takes you to do that, I can probably make three times as much. Oh, well, there there you go. There's another another video I haven't watched. I just saw the one about the dragon and getting 100,000 runes. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Okay, can't wait to try this one. Yeah, try it and tell me how long it lasts or how long it takes you. Well, the guy that I watched do it did it in 15 minutes. Like, yeah, he has yeah, a boy. timer on his screen, but we all know. What was his level? Oh. What was his build? Hell if I know. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, his build was... um, It wasn't warrior. It wasn't sorcerer. What's the other one? Is it oh, wretched? Sh- well, you have wretched. Um, samurai. Like different... Samurai? Wait, did you not look at your... Create a character screen. I swear to God, I will start over. All this progress I made, I would be so pissed, but I would start over. What's your level? What's your level? Uh, 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would just start over. You have made no progress at 25. Oh, oh, hell no. I've made zero. Zero, sir. (laughs) I I went to... I fought the Beast Man guy in the... uh, uh, Right after you get out of the Church of Ella... Mm-hmm. Um, the the dude on the horse? No, he's not, he, no, not the tree sentinel. I'm talking about uh-huh. you leave the church of Ella. You keep going like you're going to um, uh, the the gate ruins, the gatehouse ruins. Uh-huh. But before you get there, it's that spot where on the right you can get some runes, kill some warthogs, and on the left you got soldiers that are sitting at different campfires. Okay, and then I know what's the f- far left is this big cave you go in and you kill a bunch of wolves. And then you get to basically a beast man kind of character. I have not been in that cave. Thank you for okay. telling me. So if you've got the wolves, and I think I, if I heard you right, you said you did. Um, yeah. If you got the wolves, it's easy because you go in there, you get, you walk through the mist, and the first <clears> thing you should do after targeting him is let the wolves go, and then they'll start attacking him, and then you just, you just basically like the Joker in Dark Knight, you just let him attack, and then you start stabbing him when he's not looking. Mm. Well, I I'm, I I could probably just one shot him. I don't think. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, now you're probably what are you level five hundred? Brian can I'm play these RPGs and just just what? Yeah, Get I'm the, up over a hundred. You're effing lying. Ain't no way. I swear to God, dude. I'll, I'll send you. That's a picture. bullshit. What's the what's the class you got? Picture. Wretched. I started at one. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Then I, I've been telling you, listen to what I tell you, and you don't want to listen. Make no, no, I, I followed. I followed the first video that you you told me to look up. I followed that one to a T. That's how I got to twenty four so fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so fast, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So fast. Um, and I got to this the round table last night, which at first I'm like, this is cool. This is like really cool. I see all these new people. There's a lady that gives me a blessing if I just let her give me a hug. That's really nice. Uh, uh, no, and then, no, 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 no. She's not. No, no, she didn't give you a blessing. She fucked you. Oh, excuse me. She cursed you. Okay, so I haven't used that yet. So that's actually a curse. 
No, no. So next time you log in, up where your stats are, right? Your uh-huh. health and magic yeah, yeah. and stamina. If there is a little box, a little red box with an arrow pointing down, uh huh. She got you. Oh, don't tell me she's a vampire. No, no, she's not a vampire, but basically she gives you something, right? Yeah, she, she uh, gives you the blessing. They should, yeah, yeah. Block right. blessing but or something. At the same time, what it does is it, like, drops your health and then uh, boosts you in something else. And, but to get rid of it, you need to use the blessing oh, that shit. she gave you. That explains it. So yeah, that's yeah. why she tells you to come back often so she can feed off of you. Yeah. yeah. But like like I was saying, it's kind of cool because you get to meet all these different people. And then there's that one room where you have to jump off the, the landing. Because that's, that's the only other place you can go. You've explored every other place. You can't open the door. It's been blocked. So you have to beat this guy that invades. And it's this sorcerer dude that... I hate it when you get invaded, by the way. I absolutely hate that part. Um, but he runs at you, and the next thing you know, he just freezes you and kills you. It's like two hits. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. I don't know. Because there's so many different ways to get from point A to point B in that game. And some of them like, don't trigger other things, hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It's the curse of being a warrior. Yeah, well, no, I don't think it's a curse of warrior. I think it all depends on like what quest line you're at when you activate certain things, and you know this may trigger something, and other Not, things trigger other things. I think it's like 2.0 says. Everybody wants a taste. You're a warrior. Oh yeah. Well, now everybody wants a taste. They all want a shot. No, no, it's no, not, no. It's not fair. Because no, no. I, I mean, I think. I think when I did, there was one time I went to round table where I was invaded, but it wasn't a wizard or sorcerer. It was more like a thief or something. Oh, shit. Well, great. Yeah. I, I mean, again, th- this game is wacky. There's like ways to trigger certain things and, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it at all. We're, we're, we got now to the the closing few minutes of the show. And we're going to close with a story of GameStop screwed me again. Brian, what game did you pick up last week? WWE 2K22. 2K22. There you go. And it included what for Supercard? Uh, the Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio codes. Right. Which, what? by the way, I, I'm I'm telling you right now. So, I used Ray, I you know, in SuperCard, and I am now Silver Tier on the road to WrestleMania off of one card. I mean, I literally jumped a whole bar <laughs> on road to WrestleMania level because of that card. And you pre-ordered it. Yeah, yeah. Put your five bucks down and then went ahead and picked it up when it was in. Mm-hmm. I sure did. <laughs> I pre-ordered it, too. Put my mm-hmm. five bucks down. Mm-hmm. Went to GameStop to go ahead and, you know, pick it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have it. What do you mean you don't have it? Literally everyone 
across the world right now is playing this game. People are making YouTube videos, creating content, and you're telling me you don't have it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Grubb. We, we don't have it. What the actual fuck was this pre-order for again? Uh, well, you know, it, it's it's the, the, the... I know what it's for, idiot. Where is mine? Uh, it's not in. Great, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have it at all still? Nope. Nope. Oh, man. So I shouldn't tell you I got it, too? Oh, Son of a bitch! Suck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God! That'd be funny, so, though, wouldn't it? Oh, that would that would that would that really blow his fun. mind. <laughs> if you bought it for like Christian or something and been playing it, <sighs> I th- I do think though the best the best thing and the only thing I've really been playing so far is uh, my faction. Really. Hmm. I haven't actually seen any of my faction footage. Well, so basically, like, um, I do pop packs. So basically, like, you're collecting cards, right? And uh, some of them are wrestler cards. Some of them are like other other type of stuff. Um, but so once you collect your wrestler cards, they're part of your faction, right? And so then what you're doing is kind of like a gauntlet style uh, thing where the more matches you win, the better cards you get or, you know, equipment or points or, you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of fun. Um, And to me, you know, I haven't tried story yet. I'm sure the story will be okay, but. It's just kind of fun to, like, if I have 30 minutes, you know, instead of trying to push the story, I can play my faction and actually earn stuff that I can use later down the line. And, that like, um, I think there's, like, an Undertaker card, right? So there's Undertaker cards. And you start off with, say, a white-level or white-bordered Undertaker card. And then as you move through this thing, you can collect, you know, the the diamond or platinum Undertaker card. And of course, that's got best, better stats and, you know, a better score. And I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. So I think it's kind of fun to play. It sounds fun to play. It looks like it's a lot of fun to play. It looks like it actually does hit different. Mm-hmm. And the problem is yours is backwards, so you'll get it in January. Oh, yeah, by the time it's in my hands, the Road to WrestleMania tier will be the lowest tier in the freaking game of Supercard. Welcome to my world. So, like, you haven't found it in a store? The standard standard is available. I've Uh, seen it everywhere, but Deluxe is not. The Deluxe, I got you. So, tomorrow... I am going to make a special trip. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, so there's this thing called the internet. 
And there's a popular website called Amazon Prime. Really? What is this? Tell me more. Tell me more. Maybe start there first. (laughs) On GameStop has a website. Yeah, GameStop. Target, Walmart. GameStop will never see any more of my money. 2K has a website. Oh, 2K. It's the principle of the matter, guys. The principle. I would not. If I were you, I would never walk into GameStop again. Ever. Ever. to go into. Well, this was one in Fredericksburg. Thought I could rely on that. Nope. Can't do it. You are a loser. (laughs) Yep, yep. Everybody's playing 2K22. What am I playing? Nothing. I'm not well, playing. No. Well, playing Elden Ring. So at least I got that. Well, I will tell you, Stan, after looking at Target, they don't have it. <laughs> the deluxe edition. Nope, so, neither does Walmart. No. Nope. Uh, but there's one at Tar- there's one at uh, GameStop in Fredericksburg. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so pissed. <laughs> Walk in there, some guy walks out. Look at this. It's got the deluxe WWE. Yay. Mother. Who's staying? <laughs> Get this guy's name off of here. What the hell? I know. <laughs> Especially if you're yeah. in line. You know, you're in line to go pick it up. Mm. And the guy's like, hey, I want that one. Sure, man. This guy's staying. He's not coming in. I remember that's how I got a Nintendo. My mom and dad were in line for my sister's Cabbage Patch Kids. And the guy's like, you can come in as long as you're not for a Nintendo. She's like, no. My mom's like, no, we're here for the Cabbage Patch. Oh, okay. And got the Cabbage Patch Kid. And my mom's like, well, we need something for Rob. So she reached over right behind the security guy and grabbed the Nintendo, put it in the box, put it in the bag. So I will tell you this, Dan, without trying to, you know, wind you up anymore. Amazon Prime's got the PS5 version. You can have it by Wednesday. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Thank you so much to everybody for listening, downloading, sharing with your friends. Stan Catch has up. to go and cry now. <laughs> Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter machine. Brian's over at Vlad Dragul C2C. And uh, Brian, when do we see the Twitch footage? When does it happen, sir? You got Elden Ring and 2K22. Come on. Yeah, but I've been so busy at work. I know. I know. So, but the good news is that next week, Tiny Tina's. Wonderland comes out. Yeah, yeah. The GameStop folks decided to talk to me about that. Hey, have you heard about Tiny Tina's? Do I look like I give a damn about a Tiny Tina? Hey, bro, bro. Let me just go on the record as saying that this may possibly be some of the funnest WWE action I've had since like uh, uh, what two thousand. Hmm. Yeah. WrestleMania 2000, whatever it is. Stan is now chewing the inside of his mouth. 
The reversal system, the whole nine yards. Is the reversal actually nice? Oh yeah, you can reversal the shit, the you know, the poop out of people. Is there any blood in this game? I don't know. I haven't beaten the tar on anybody yet. But I don't get in those stupid eight man matches though. Because you're never gonna win. <laughs> they like to just break up pins right and left. <laughs> are you playing on uh, legend mode? Are you playing on easy, normal? No, I, just on my faction. I don't think there is a difference on my faction. Okay. Now, in the settings for ladder matches, do they have the Hefner rule? That would no. be so awesome. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> if you turn this option on, everybody stays outside until it's finisher time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody sits on the outside and looks up to make sure it's not their turn. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it looks good. It's it's fun to play. I would have been doing it tonight, but I decided to, you know. Grace. There's a show to do. Yeah, yeah people want to hear me. So. Well, next week it will be the review of St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, we will also be talking about. I think we'll do our predictions for WrestleMania next week. Um, we should have a pretty clear view of the card by then. Wait, that's all for early. You want to give it another week or so? Yeah, why don't okay. I do it the week before? All right, we'll give it a little bit more time, see if the uh, card develops any better. Uh, and uh, hey, maybe Rob's right. Maybe we'll talk about what happens if Triple H opens his own company. Kind of like that idea. Oh, you know, we could simulate that on WWE 2K. 2K22, yeah, you son of a bitch. <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen around the world. Video Game Gate will continue. <laughs> enjoy your 2K22, people. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. And I will continue to curse you loudly at the top of my lungs until that game is in my hands. <laughs> I'm Stan Grubb saying enjoy quarter to corner. Enjoy 2K22. We'll see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. How much attitude? It's not attitude. It's a Gritting my teeth. Yeah, sure. It's a fun game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.